Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by Christopher Gould, author of the new novel, The Boys and Girls of America. Christopher, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, The Boys and Girls of America, how would you describe the novel? Sure. So it's a college novel set in the 90s. It deals heavily with uh, Gen X themes. Uh, my protagonist is a visiting writer in residence uh, at a in, an upscale university. As it happens, it's a school he applied to years ago but didn't get in. So he has this opportunity to come back and relive everything that he missed out on initially. Well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing the novel? Yeah, I had the title in my head many years ago, way back when I was writing my first book, The George Stories, and I was sort of trying to come up with a new project. And I came across this article about Gen X uh, from a writer by the name of Rich Cohen, and it was from Vanity Fair. And it's probably one of the best articles about Gen X uh, I've ever come across. So that was really the impetus. Well, you said that the novel is set in the 1990s. While that's not historical for some of us, I'm curious, what did you do to remind yourself of that decade? Did you make playlists? Did you go back and look at headlines and media? Pretty much all those things. I've always been pretty heavily into the whole music scene, and uh, I still am to this day. So there's a lot of pop culture music references throughout the uh, throughout the book. Um, certainly old college photos and all those kinds of things. Um, it all sort of factored in. Um, I did a certain amount of research just to make sure certain time elements lined up, but um, it's, a, it's a topic I've been interested in for a long time, so I felt pretty comfortable writing about it. Sure. Well, can you tell us about your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? Yeah, so I didn't start writing fiction until my mid 20s. I wish I started earlier, but unfortunately, it wasn't even on my radar way back. Um, so I started writing some short stories. I took a handful of creative writing classes, and I eventually had my first short story published in 2013 by a lit magazine, which uh, ended up being a chapter in my first novel. So um, it took me roughly 10 years to get the first novel uh, published. It's It was a pretty big process, but uh, it was good nonetheless. Well, you mentioned that you started writing short stories in your mid-20s. Can you remember what was the initial prompt that made you sit down and start writing that first short story? For whatever reason, I got the writing bug and I felt compelled to write. Um, and it, over a period of time, it became a larger and larger part of my life. I, I took some creative writing courses that certainly spurred me on. I had some good initial feedback. And uh, before I knew it, I was devoting massive amounts of time to it. That's great. Well, can you tell us about your writing process when you were working on your new novel, The Boys and Girls of America? Are you someone who has an idea for a novel and does a lot of outlining before writing? Or do you have just kind of a general um, idea and then you dive into the narrative? How does that work for you? I'm pretty spontaneous when it comes to writing. Um I know with, with boys and girls, I wanted to create this opening scene with kids moving into this campus. 
and it's filled with a lot of excitement, a lot of nervousness. You have parents who are proud. There's very high expectations. So I tried to incorporate a lot of those different kinds of energies into it um, initially. And after that opening chapter, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Well, given your experience with getting uh, these two novels published, uh, what writing advice would you offer for those who uh, may be starting their own writing journey and, and writing their first stories or working on their first novel? That's a good question. I think for me in my early years, I was just, uh, I couldn't get out of my own way. There were times where I just couldn't finish a single story. So you certainly have to have that level of dedication. Um, if you enjoy devoting all those hours, uh, I would certainly recommend people keep at it. Um, it's uh, it's a trying process, but um, the more and more I got into it, the more I um, found it rewarding. I'm curious, have you started working on another novel now? I have. I have the very beginnings of an opening chapter, but it's going to be a while. <laughs> well, can you tell us what you enjoy reading and maybe some of the novels or nonfiction books that you've read recently that you enjoyed? Yeah, so I think um, I've mentioned previously in other interviews, I'm, I'm pretty heavy into a lot of classic literature. When the Modern Library came out with the top 100 fiction novels, I sort of went through it year after year. So certainly uh, Salinger's played a huge role um, in, in terms of influences, Capote, Roth, um, James Thurber. So um, those are some of the more established writers. Newer writers, certainly uh, David Foster Wallace, um, even somebody like Don DeLillo. I've gotten heavily into him of late. So um, the problem I have with with reading fiction these days is it's almost like homework because I'm always trying to learn new things, new techniques. So I have sort of branched out of late into nonfiction um, just because it seems like pure enjoyment. Um, so that's been a good thing as well. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your writing and your novels? Yeah, so uh, my website is authorchristophergould.com. So um, I post updates on there. Uh, my books are available, of course. Um, if, if people want signed copies, they're available through that website as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking to Christopher Gould, author of the new novel, The Boys and Girls of America. As he explained, it's a novel of Gen X in the 1990s. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Christopher, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Chapter 1, Arrival. Freshmen emerged from the shadows of high-performance station wagons, sport utility vehicles, minivans and the like, the rest of all pleasures long behind them. Simon Pure Daughter's golden boyed sons stood erect and motionless, taking in the full array of ivy brick dormitories of East Campus. They stood before the quad like indiscernible life forms, yet nothing of the moment was false hearted. Rather, each body, each face, each soul was partaking in a victory of human achievement, for they were the conquerors, the winners, the 15% who'd been accepted in what the Princeton Review called a highly competitive first-rate liberal arts college. Curbside parents milled about, scuffling their feet as they basked in the glory of accomplished parenthood. Their children stood clustered in little pools of disquiet, exchanging glances that were vague and unknowing. Some were bare-limbed with their shanks exposed while others donned statement-making shirts and sweaters embossed with high-end logos. A boy looked up into the sun blast and blinked. A girl kneeled and adjusted a toe ring. Fathers stood in reflective poses, pointing near and far, as though trying to get their bearings straight. Mothers made visors of their hands, whispering last-minute advice either to themselves or their children. There were bags and totes slung over shoulders, shiny leathered suitcases on maiden trips. There were boxes of books, dictionaries, thesauruses, sheen white pairs of keds. There were outdoorsy-looking granola types sporting hiking boots adorned with hideous colored socks scrunched down to ankle height. There were girls in sublime and arresting summer dresses as though about to partake in a college girl's evening on the town. A cluster of boys tossed a lacrosse ball between them. Their faces were a mass of fine-boned features and sun-bleached hair, emitting great celebratory horse laughs and guffaws, as though they were already the best of friends. 
A girl in tortoiseshell glasses sat cross-legged on morning-wet grass, engrossed in a school-issued campus map. Behind her, a pale-looking boy was in the midst of a coughing fit. Grandparents leaned on canes and walkers. A lost child in the romper looked skyward for help. There were t-shirts advertising elite northeast boarding schools. Raw bone faces beset with acne. A girl in a spaghetti-strapped number stood on one foot, open-mouthed and dreaming. A father and son pitched forward and back as they muscled the black and white TV. To their right, a girl in a Kelly Green halter top deadlifted a microwave. There were offshoots of conversation and undercurrents of laughter. There were high-waisted shorts and low-rise denims, grass-stained tevas and sperry topsiders, an unclaimed package of pantyhose. The crowd was now of a gatherable size, dignified voices laced with status and refinement, melded with the countrified. All summer long, Edson College had been an extraction, and now at long last it was here. It was as though everything that had come before was but meaningless and trifling. It showed most in the contours of freshman faces and their wayward smiles and furrowed brows. Tiny little frisions of excitement embedded and intoned with a drumbeat of near measureless expectation. Presently, a fresh armada of vehicles arrived, and with no room to park curbside, settled on an adjacent lot. In seconds, parents exited cars and unloaded items as though they were perennial gift bearers. Rollerblades, skateboards, desk lamps, alarm clocks, the still and shopping bed, junk food. Their progeny stood on the macadam and stretched, almost as though they were shaking free of the last remains of childhood. Recovered, they gazed across campus in dream state, in torpid speculation, as if with each blink of the eye they were waving goodbye to all things familial and wholesome. Freshman in the summer lush, crisscrossed the great sad lawns of Edson in search of new homes, new friends, new roommates. There would be no more SAT prep or AP courses. Gone, too, with the Val Victoria dresses, the graduation parties. Instead, there was the reliable, almost celebratory rattle-banging of suitcases bouncing off knees, the near-constant chatter of youth, its there were girls both striking and eye-catchy, boys gym-fit with enviable summer tans. There were class clowns, slackers and nerds, sluts, hippies, posers, wannabes, jocks, debating champions, prom kings and queens, presidential scholars, wallflowers, shoegazers, national science fair winners, first runner-ups, a dairy princess. It was, of course, a national pilgrimage, a scene almost exclusively and distinctly American, the hallowed grounds of a campus overrun in a giant, perceptible youthquake.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.